Welcome to the Healthpreneur Show with Uriel Kine. We're so glad you're here. Every episode, we're going to bring advice and conversations with experts that will help you grow your health business. Let's dive in. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Healthpreneur Show. Yuri here. Today, I am joined by Holly Perkins, who is a 30-year OG, original gangster in the fitness space. Amazing, amazing track record. Um, she is a CSCS, so Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist. Uh, she has a degree in exercise physiology and nutrition from Penn State University. Uh, she's done many, many things. She's been on you know, women's health prevention, self shape and fitness magazines. She's done a lot of amazing things in this space over the past several decades. So I'm excited to have Holly Perkins join us on the Healthpreneur Show. Holly, welcome. Thank you, I'm super excited to be here. Yes, so let's dive in. Um, we kind of right to it here, and this is all about the journey, as as you know. How? Why did you get into fitness? Like, what was what was the big motivation for you to get into fitness in the first place? Um, you know, honestly, I really—it's going to sound so silly, but I really do truly believe that I was born to do this. So when I was a youngster. I was active, I was healthy, um, I had healthy sensibilities, I had a healthy body weight, and my best friend at the time was a little overweight, and her mom was forcing her to go to the local YMCA to take dance aerobics classes, <laughs> and my days. friend invited me to go for fun, and I just felt so in alignment with it. I mean, I can remember back like it was it was where I felt most like myself it's where I had the most fun I felt free I felt tapped into some kind of a spiritual energy and it was just something that my soul just loved and so I think it started way back then I mean that was in sixth grade and so throughout my life I was always very <clears throat> just naturally interested in being healthy I remember we would get, um, I think it was Self Magazine was very popular back then, and I got a subscription to it. And I would cut out little clippings of, you know, a half an apple has more vitamin C than dot, dot, dot. And I would post it on our family refrigerator. And so I really think it was just a part of what I was meant to do in this life. And thankfully, I was able to navigate the right journey. And here we are all these years later. I just I just continued following my bliss. And I've been able to build a really incredible career, but also just a great life around it. That's amazing. It's so cool. It does. I mean, it definitely sounds like a calling when you know from such a young age and you're still living that, which is which is pretty remarkable. So what did, how did, so you're sixth grade, you knew this was going to be the thing for you. What, what is the first, what's the first job? Like, how did you start in this whole industry? Yeah. So when it was time for me to go to college, um, I had no idea what I wanted to be when I grew up. And, um, you know, my mom was very, um, proactive in terms of making a decision and kicking me out of house and making me go to college. And I think had it been left to myself, I probably wouldn't have gone to college, but my mom really kind of made me go. And I didn't, I think that in some ways I was a late bloomer um, in terms of maturity, emotional maturity. I really didn't have any idea what I wanted to do, what I wanted to study, who I wanted to be or anything. 
And so thankfully, you know, by the grace of a higher spirit above, I got into Penn State. And at the time, Penn State was one of the top three universities in exercise physiology. So I thought, well, I love to exercise. I love all things about health and fitness. So let me, let me take a stab at it. And uh, when I first enrolled at Penn State, my original major was athletic training. And at that time, at that time, this was in the 90s, early 90s, um, for me, the sort of like holy grail was to get to work with Joe Paterno and the football team and work with professional sports teams. And so as, as the years continued, I figured out very quickly that being a feminine, attractive woman, I was going to be limiting myself in my career. And there was a very well accepted um, rumor that Jopa didn't let women work with his boys. And I got really mad about that. I was like, that's so not cool. It doesn't matter how good I am. I'll never be able to get to work with the boys. And so there was a choice point. And I said, you know what, I'm going to shift out of athletic training and go into exercise physiology because then I can do so much with it. So it really all started with my degree in college and I started teaching dance aerobics um, to 300 people at Penn State and my path then shifted to really helping average folks with fitness and it just grew from there. Hmm, that's so cool. And I love how, cause that story could have taken, I guess, another direction, which is like, I'm gonna show those guys, I'm gonna make my way in. And it's like, you're just like, I'm not gonna fight the resistance. I'm just gonna go this other path, which I think is really wise, sage. Yeah, that's really cool. So you kind of pave your own path, you do the dance aerobics classes, um, and then what? Like, does it, does it look like you're looking at, you know, training clients, is it more group classes? And how does that evolve over time? Yeah, so when I was studying, I was working for the University Rec Center, and I was coaching women in the weight room around strength training. Back then, this was the, the 90s, you know, to date myself, but in the early 90s, it was still all about aerobics, right? We were still coming off the gym fix, the running. It was still the days of no fat, high carb, and not a lot of women would do many other activities outside of like aerobics, dance aerobics and things like that outside of, you know, the sports industry, let's say. Mm -hmm. So I, at that time, I really just focused on the dance aerobics. I had a lot, a lot of fun with it as, as kind of silly as it may seem now. Um, and then when I graduated, I was, the university was one of the best cardiac rehabilitation programs in the nation. So I was very much reared to go into cardiac rehabilitation, which is really the medical aspect of what we do. I got an internship at an incredible um, cardiac rehabilitation hospital in Michigan and didn't love working in the medical aspect of our field. I didn't like the hospital environment. I didn't like the patients that I was working with from a, from a psychological perspective. I was seeing a lot of very unhealthy people coming in with heart disease. And most often they were people who hadn't taken care of themselves. And that's why they were facing disease. And I didn't like having to convince people to be fit. 
and I got very frustrated with trying to change the mind of people to save their lives so that they could be healthy. And once again, I think I didn't want to address the resistance. And I just said, you know what? I want to work with people who want my advice, who want me to work with them. I think the path of least resistance was really a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, I shifted gears and I got an incredible job in New York City working for a uh, new concept in fitness centers. It was a fitness center that had a medical spin on it. It's called La Palestra Center for Preventative Medicine. It's still one of the most famous facilities in the world. And my first job out of college was as a personal trainer, but I was also leading up a lot of the more scientific aspects of fitness. So I was doing EKGs and stress tests on our clients and was doing a lot of fitness testing and a lot more of the science and of fitness. And so really my actual early years of my career started as a personal trainer. And uh, I was I was lucky enough to get to work with a lot of celebrities and A-listers. And uh, it's just the love grew from there. So I spent about a solid 20 years as a personal trainer in the gym with people while I was also developing other aspects of my business and my career in the industry. That's so cool. We have a very similar path because I did the same thing tra- like as a trainer while I was in school to apply what I was learning in kinesiology. And I just, I fell in love with it. And I think it was, um, yeah, it was great. It was definitely a good launch platform for, you know, what came to be afterwards. So now you have, uh, you know, this online presence and you've, you've built up these programs and you're able to help people beyond, you know, the gym and the one-on-one. How did like, where did that come from? Cause I remember for me in 2005, I was working with a coach at the time. He's like, Hey, why don't you set up a website? I was like, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing, but let's give it a shot. And it took a long time to get traction. So how did that idea come about for you to come online? You know, I think after, as I said, pretty close to 17 years as a trainer, working with people one-on-one, hands-on in the gym, which I loved and I still do love. I think I got to the point where I started to see the limitations Um, I was also beginning to confront some health issues that, that really were leaving me just physically exhausted. And I got to this place where I was like, whew, this life of mine, seeing clients at 6am and 7am and 8am and 9am is, is, can be a very tiring, um, job. Now I know for other people, it's very energizing, but for me, I found it very physically fatiguing. Are you more of an introvert? Just as an aside, would you consider yourself? You know, it's funny. I historically, I always considered myself an extrovert, but I think Mm -hmm. as I've gotten older and maybe as I've gotten to know myself better, I think what's becoming uncovered is I think my true authentic self is a bit more of an introvert. And I I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 I think that there was a part of me, you know, to get a little on the personal development side here. I think that in my younger years, my ego was pushing me through life. And I had a very um, sexy, fast and furious life, especially in New York City and in Los Angeles. And I think my ego was really driving me through that in a lot of ways. And then as I caught up to 
who I truly am, I think that I started to realize like, I'm a little less extroverted than I thought I was. And so, yeah, I think, you know, I am an ENFJ. So I'm like right on the cusp Mm -hmm. of, I definitely am a a little bit more of an extrovert, but I have strong introvert tendencies. And um, I do think that that was part of it. And I also think, um, you know, as I said, I was uncovering some health issues that I didn't know that I had that very much were causing me to be physically tired. And so even beyond the personality aspect of it, I had very real medical diagnoses that explained why I was physically tired and why I was struggling so much. Um, Thankfully, that happened to coincide with when I got the opportunity to write Lift to Get Lean, which is a strength training book for women uh, in partnership with Women's Health Magazine. I was an expert for Women's Health Magazine at the time, and they tapped me to write this book. And I knew that the book was really going to demand a lot of my time. So I took a sabbatical from my one-on-one coaching clients and when I did that, I, I just very naturally realized that m- the nature of who I was and what I want, wanted my business to be, I wanted to be more online. I love working with people. Um, I still, you know, until very recently, until 2020, I was working with people in the gym. Um, but I just felt like I felt that I had more opportunity and more reach if I put more energy into a virtual business so that I could be anywhere, I could work with clients anywhere in the world. And I just felt that my reach could extend so much farther if I put more energy in that direction. So it really was a natural transition. That's so cool. And what was, I mean, going to a virtual business is obviously there's some new skills that have to be developed and challenges. What were some of those initial challenges for you and how did you overcome those? (laughs) I'm not sure I've overcome them yet, (laughs) right? New level, new devil. I mean, it really is true. Oh my gosh. I think the two big things for me are number one, I still struggle um, with really, really feeling um, credible and worthy. And I think it's that concept of imposter syndrome. I really have struggled with imposter syndrome. I always have. And I know that it's irrational because I look at my credentials. I look at the number of years of experience that I have. Um, It doesn't make any sense. And yet, despite all of my credentials and um, high certifications and celebrities that I've worked with and magazines that I've been in, despite all of that, Every single day I struggle with imposter syndrome. Um, On the more kind of nuts and bolts side of things, what I had to, the big struggle that I had to overcome and I'm still working on is I am a a do-it-yourselfer and I love to get in and do everything myself. Early on when I transitioned into an online business, I was doing everything myself. I mean, building my own website, editing my own photos, taking my own photos, shooting my own videos, everything. And I love doing that, but it is not a way to build a bigger business. And so I've had to really learn how to not do that. And I've really had to learn to identify like, what should I be putting my time and energy into and what should I be outsourcing? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a struggle because I love, 
I love all aspects of my business and I want to do all of it. And I have this idea that I can do it better than other people, which I know is not true. Um, and so, you know, that is one that is also a continued practice that I'm having to work on, but I definitely, I've, I've come to realize that and I've learned to start outsourcing and finding other people that can do that job as well as me. That's so cool. And I want to let you know, Holly, that you're not alone. We've worked with a lot of very, very smart, established, credentialized health professionals. And the two things that we see over and over again are imposter syndrome and wanting to do everything themselves. And I, I mean, I can relate to this as well. Like when I started Healthpreneur in 2015, I was transitioning from my previous health business and I went through a year of what are people going to think of me now that I'm going to be a business coach instead of just this health expert? That was a big mental, like, thankfully I got through that. Um, but I can definitely relate to that experience, that feeling. So it's very common and it's, it's challenging too, because from an outsider's perspective, it's like, well, how can you feel that way? Right? Like you have all this amazing experience and these credentials, but we all, we all at some level all have that experience. So thank you for sharing that. And I know it's not easy to, to make sense of it because it doesn't seem like it's rational, but it's there. Right. And so I just wanted to commend you on being able to you know, open up and share that. Cause uh, yeah, I think our listeners and viewers can relate to that. And then in terms of trying to do everything yourself, uh, I think every entrepreneur can has is, or has gone through that because when you're starting things off, you're a one man or one woman show and wearing all the hats with, so it's interesting. So you, you talked about how you love a lot of those different aspects, which is, which is pretty cool. If you had to do one thing, like out of all the things you do do, what would like the one thing that energizes you the most, what would that be? Well, you know, it's interesting because ultimately what energizes me most is working out, right? <laughs> is the workouts themselves. Yeah. Right. Which is so it's, I mean, that's why I do what I do, of course. Yeah. But it's interesting, and I know you'll get this, and people in our industry will understand this. It's like there's something about the experience of training, working out myself by myself, that if I could capture that, right, that is the most energizing, fun thing. And so our job is to somehow take that experience and bottle it for mm -hmm. other people. And we do that in a variety of ways, whether it's video tutorials or podcasts or, um, you know, whatever it may be, online programming. But it's funny because I'm like, if I could just exercise all day long and make lots of money, I would be really happy. <laughs> there has to be an application of that somehow. And yeah. so, um, you know, I think ultimately to distill that down, it's a function of, um, building out a team so that I've got a lot of that time to be able to just really enjoy two or even, I, I mean, on my best day, I would love a two and a half hour workout every single day. I love to spend like a luxuriating amount of time, quote unquote, in the gym. And, uh, you know, when you run your own business, two and a half hours is a massive um, piece of real estate in the day. And so that's gotten kind of chunked away and I've had to get more time efficient with my workouts, which I wish I could just luxuriate in them like I did years ago, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that's the beautiful thing you mentioned, like, how do you capture that, put it in a bottle videos, you know, follow through type of, or follow along type of stuff I think is, is really, really cool. I have um, one of my good friends growing up. He 
very much the same as you. He loved working out. He loved working out more than myself or most of the people who are pretty athletic in our circle. And he went into accounting when he got into his 20s, got his MBA, and then got a, a comfortable job. And I remember, I remember asking him at one point, I'm like, dude, like, what would you do if, like, if you could do anything, what would you do? And he's like, honestly, I'd probably just work out all day. And I'm like, you understand that you could do that because he was ripped too, like great body. And I'm like, you could do that and put that on video and build a really great following and help a lot of people. And he's like, yeah, maybe, I don't know if, you know. So it's, it's just, it's cool to see like you took that path of like, let's do it. Other people took another path. And um, no, it's great. I think it's super inspiring for you to share that because that's, you gotta follow your bliss, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about that too, because I was um, literally just today, I was on social media and someone that I follow who is not in the fitness industry. She's actually a business coach of sorts. And uh, she was sharing a little bit about how her workouts are her everything. And I'm like, isn't that interesting? That person whose her workouts are her everything has a different career path. And exactly what you're sharing, it's like, but yet I turned my everything into my career path. Mm-hmm. And, and I just wonder, yeah, like, what are those, what are those deciding factors where someone is like, I love this, but I wouldn't have it be a career yeah. when we're in the world now, you know, listen, um, when I came out of college, even when I was in college, you couldn't exercise for a living. So when I started my career I studied under the godfathers of our industry. Bill Kramer was one of my uh, professors, uh, uh, Carl Stadefalk, I mean, Nancy Clark, like they were all my professors. And, um, you know, they would always say to us like, this is gonna be a tough life. You know, you're not gonna make a lot of money and you do it because you like to help people. And so I came out of college at a time when like you couldn't just exercise to make a living and now you can, it's like yeah. in so many different ways, you can turn your bliss and your love actually into a business. And so mm-hmm. I think, to, you know, I think to some degree, my business, um, if you were to look at my business on paper right now, it's, it's not where it could be. And I think it's because I have a bit of that stunted growth where I grew up in the internet age where, where it, we went from not being able to have a business and fitness online to that's the only way to have a fitness business now. Right. Mm -hmm. And I grew up through that age. And so I think that my business is a little stunted as compared to, let's say someone who um, is in their twenties or their thirties right now and has a passion for fitness all they've known is take it online. Why would anybody be a personal trainer, right? Yeah. So it's an interesting time. Totally. Uh, so it's so good. Holly, thank you so much for sharing part of your journey with us. This has been really, really awesome. What is the best place for people to follow you online? Uh, my website, hollyperkins.com. I have a lot of free programs, free downloads, a lot of great resources there. And then social media, um, Instagram is probably the best at hollyperkins, all one word, underscore. Those are the two, two best places to follow along and join the conversation. Perfect. There we go. We will link up to those in the show notes for you guys. Holly, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. It's been great to get to know you a bit better and Uh, nice to see the path that you've been on and continue to be on. So thank you so much for the work you do and for taking some time with us today. 
Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on The Coach's Corner. If you didn't know, inside of our private Facebook group, The Healthpreneur Hub, Yuri's show, The Coach's Corner, happens live every single morning with one goal, to help you grow your health business. If you want to hear more of The Coach's Corner, then click the link in the show notes to join The Healthpreneur Hub on Facebook for free. And if you want to know the four-step system that predictably fills a health business with qualified, ready-to-buy clients, we want to send you an invite to our free online masterclass. You can find that masterclass at healthpreneurgroup.com slash show or by clicking the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time on the Healthpreneur Show with Yuri Elkine.